0: to The Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater, popcorn, and other movie snacks. But not too many snacks, you know, because we're trying to keep our resolutions this year. So some healthier things, some healthier options, bring in some fruit and some veggie chips and things like that. As always, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson. Joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, The Canadian Machine. Mr. David Melhorn, David, how you doing today?
1: Why do I gotta eat healthy for the year?
0: I mean, you, I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, we talked about this. Like we t- we talked about how I, I wanna I wanna get better. I like it. You you should get better. I mean, you don't need to. Stop you're, projecting on me. You're you're skinnier. You have a higher metabolism than I am um uh we're that's what we're doing this this episode is all about ringing in the new year and getting hyped for 2019 2019 is going to be a big year i am just going to get it out right of the right out of the way i'm not expecting 2019 to be better than 2018 because people thought 2018 was going to be better than 2017 and surprise it really wasn't that much better you know 2019 has been I think here it's going to be better you think it's going to be better
1: I think it's going to be better.
0: Okay. I mean, we've already lost Super Super Dave Osborne and Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, uh, I'm not talking about people staying alive. I'm okay. not talking about movies. That's that's probably good because it's probably not a lot of people going to make it out this year alive. Um, some really cool stuff is happening this year. I mean, we got Game of Thrones is coming, Stranger Things and Beyond Television. We got a Watchmen television series coming. We got Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening in both Disneyland and Disney World. We got there's a new Harry Potter coaster opening. There's a ton of new rides opening. So there's a lot of really cool, like, you know, entertainment things happening. But obviously, this year we want to focus on the popcorn diet and we want to focus on movies. And we got a lot of plans for 2019. Obviously, we started our Patreon, uh, which we'll talk about more during the break. Um, We want to... I mean, we have big plans for the podcast. You know, eventually we want to do... whether it happens this year or not, you know, eventually we want to do a full scale rebrand and be able to put together merch items and swag items for our good movie buddies. You know, we'd like to start doing and putting together YouTube videos. We'd like to get out into the community more, bring in more local Arizona filmmakers and personalities to the podcast. You know, we've even David, we've talked about this in the past. You know, we've talked about. Doing private screenings and things like that, and special movie screenings and whatnot, different, different mini episodes that can be offered. So we're putting that all out there right now as goals that we wanna we wanna try and achieve. Now whether or not we're gonna get them done this year, it's yet to be seen. Uh, but next, but within within this year, within the you know the 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 future. We got a lot of plans in place. Um, We got a lot of big dreams ahead of us that we want to put together. Um, But before we talk about what we're looking forward to in 2019, David, I wanted to, I know you looked up some of the stuff here. There are certain things that the movies have told us we should be expecting, right? You look back at some of the movies that have been, that were made in the past, that were set in 2019, you know? Uh, not in 2019, but you look at Back to the Future, right? Back to the Future predicted or tried to predict stuff that we were going to be doing and, and, and using and driving in 2015 and didn't get all of it right. And so there are a few handful of few movies out there right now uh, that, you know, were made back in the, mostly in the 80s, uh, that predicted 2019. I think we have five of them. I think we have five of them. Um, and what they predicted and whether or not we should be expecting them. Right? Uh, and the biggest one, What? What? Do you have some of them written down? You have some of the items that we have? Yeah, well,
1: I think for me at least, the first one I always think of is Blade Runner. Um, obviously, we recently got another Blade Runner, which takes us even further into the True, future. Yep. But the original Blade Runner um, had a number of things, and and we're not really close to any <laughs> of them. Other than one, first was Atari being back. We did just recently get like the little small version, like they're doing with all the game systems. Okay, yeah, we Atari did. Atari is back. They're bringing I, game systems I back. Wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's back, though. No. Um, some wacky wardrobes. One could argue that wardrobes if you watch any of the NBA games and see what some of the uh, <laughs> players roll up in they're they're a little wacky but not quite Blade Runner wacky.
0: I don't have a dope trench coat like some of these like
1: like James Harden had a green one the other night that was pretty crazy. Oh my so God. um maybe maybe we're getting close on the wacky wardrobes. Maybe. Flying cars, I don't think we're anywhere close to that that I'm aware of. Um, I
0: mean Dubai's Dubai's rolling out jet bikes. Flying, well, fine motorcycle, by police bikes. So there's that. We'll see. Uh, replicants. I yeah, mean, we've got uh, clones. Our workforce being replaced by clone machine. I mean, there's I, a there's a Keanu movie coming out about called cloning re- called cloning. I never really remembered if replicants were clones or if they were. Is is the Keanu Androids. movie even called replicants? It's is called replicants crazy do you think it's, they stole that from blade runner i think it's it should be investigated i think so um but that was that was the one i think of first sure um, that's a big one you have the
1: island had okay, bikes, Michael Bay. as you spoke uh about clones clones would seem to be a theme apparently you would think yeah um Remember when cloning was big? When we had the dolly, we the had sheep, the or whatever. Sheep yeah.
0: I mean, it's weird how we don't talk about the word like we don't use the word cloning anymore. But you look at like stem cell research and stuff like that. Like that's essentially what it is. Do you think people are just maybe
1: we shouldn't clone people at this point? Like, I, I, yeah, no. Maybe we need there's other ways we can mess with the uh, creation. I don't think, but <laughs> without creating like weird weird clones of people
0: I don't think we need to figure out a way to make more humans
1: yeah I don't think that's a problem right now no um MSN dominance
0: yeah there was um in that movie there was like they go number one there were kiosks everywhere that mm-hmm. you could go type on an MSN keyboard so it's that movie came out in 2005 Listen, it was a
1: Michael Bay movie so let's let's be honest it was probably that MSN was a sponsor of it because if there's one thing Michael Bay's not afraid to do he's not he's not afraid about there. some product placement more
0: chevys out there <laughs> no but what's interesting is is the island came out in 2005 the iphone a lot of people don't realize that the iphone is barely it's not even 15 years old so they couldn't have predicted or maybe they could have but in 2005 we still had the last generation of phone we didn't really have the quote-unquote smartphone full-blown computer in our pockets that we have now so it's kind of funny to see how that went away there's no internet kiosks on every corner like there were payphones, you know Mm -hmm. so that was a missed one so yeah not a lot in the island that's true um akira do you remember akira i do Uh, it's anime i'm not big anime but i do know akira a little bit well in that one (laughs) tokyo is going to be
1: hosting the 2020 olympics which is actually true. It is. It's
0: like the one that one the one thing that all these movies got right, It somehow predicted. When did Akira come out? 88. 88. It somehow predicted Pretty that early. Tokyo was going to have the 2020 Olympics.
1: Yep. Impressive. Uh, biker gangs were everywhere in that movie. I don't know <laughs> that biking biker gangs are that big right Not now. Not so much. Uh, Not Sons so much. of anarchy was big. Uh The Running Man?
0: Yeah. That we got
1: a little bit too. We had brutal reality TV games who loves you and who do you love i mean reality reality TV is brutal but i don't know it's brutal in the sense that was in that movie
0: no we just saw a contestant i don't watch the bachelor it needs to be stated i don't watch the bachelor do you does your wife bring you in on bachelor no, shenanigans no i don't watch bachelor i did see on twitter that there was a contestant who is faking an australian accent i i think i did see that on twitter <laughs> and so a different level of brutal but i don't think I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't think it would be that difficult for something like that to exist. True. I, it wouldn't shock me.
1: My favorite of the ones in us doing research yeah. was Geostorm.
0: Geostorm!
1: I just found it fascinating that Geostorm chose to only go out, what, like two or three years Two to nine,
0: Two to five years.
1: Yeah, in the future. And <laughs> that's when we get our Geostorm. We- like, <laughs> I, I just didn't understand why not just throw out like something like twenty forty or something like that. Like they're like, yeah, um, we'll go twenty nineteen.
0: Oh my god! We I don't want to
1: spend the budget on too many futuristic and things.
0: And let let's remember, GeoStorm posits that they build a space net around mm-hmm. the Earth, mm-hmm. a literal connect, a bunch of connected space net yep. satellites that are run on manual hard drives god i, w- I need to watch geostorm again <laughs> holy shit that was a good time um but
1: those were the ones that you know in doing research that we we found um, okay i think we're far off from where the uh <laughs> the movies uh envisioned us but i would agree i would know, agree we we do have some big advancements
0: we got self-driving cars and we do Things we like got that. we got cell phones we got the iphone we got self-driving cars we got podcasts none nobody really predicted the rise of the podcast you know the mm-hmm. whole being able to self broadcast anywhere anytime you know that's that's some interesting stuff there um but yeah no I usually these future films don't get a lot right about their predictions um So I'm excited to see other films as we go. We are now at the point where we are in literally in the future. We are what movies in the past have called the future. Um, So it's kind of exciting to be a part of that. And it'll be interesting to see if any of those predictions actually come true. If we actually look back in time. Because I would argue that if you look back at something like Back to the Future, there are certain things that you could say are kind of accurate, you know. Uh, that the television, the big screen televisions, the ability to watch, you know, multiple television shows, the fingerprint scanners and ID scanners to get in and out of things, the instant news, but in a completely different way, you know. Like, the, we don't have a USA Today robot hovering down to take pictures, but now news does get to us in an instant as it's happening, as it's developing. Um, so there are certain, and hey. Nike made the self-lacing sneakers if you had like $9,000 or however much they cost. So certain movies definitely got it more right than others, that's for sure. Now, before we get into what we are anticipating and some of our predictions, David, I wanted to jump ahead and I wanted to talk about something that we alluded to in the last episode to, to which I believe I answered I don't want to get into that right now. (laughs) And that is before we even started this podcast, we have had, we don't really have a name for it. We just call it competition year. Mm -hmm. You know, we've never really given it a name. We've never given it a system, but it's competition year. And usually it's every third year. Every three years. Every yep. three years.
1: Takes two years to recover.
0: It does. It's for both financially speaking, mentally speaking. It takes a long time to recover from this, but it's competition year, baby. And what that means is, as much as we watch movies for the podcast now, we're going to be watching even more movies this year. Mm-hmm. Our po- and David, we'll get into the rules in a little bit. You're you're the you're the stats master. You're the rules maven. Uh, So you'll be the guy to, to walk us through this all. But what is the competition year? That is all about who can see the most movies in the calendar year. From the very first day of 2019 to the very end of 2019, who can watch the most movies? And there are only a few requirements, right? Number one... You can watch them in any way. You can watch them on Netflix. You can watch them on a plane. You can watch them in a theater. You can consume them any way that you want, but you have to pay attention to them. You can't fast forward. You can't mute it. You got you got to actually watch the film, mm-hmm. right? And number two, it does have to be the, uh, released um, not even not even theatrically, uh, but it does have to be released in 2019. So you look at movies like Netflix movies. now. That's going to be really interesting because we've got a lot of streaming services that are offering up options now that we didn't have in the past. But it has to be released in between January 1st and December 31st of 2019. And it has to be a real movie with a Rotten Tomatoes rating, I believe, is our other rule. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we have to actually... It's a gentleman's game. It's a game of honor. We trust ourselves to watch these movies, and we trust ourselves when we say that we watch them. And um, we had some... Uh, there were some moments in previous past where I watched a documentary or two mm-hmm. that that <laughs> there was. it had some questionable bona fides. <laughs> uh, and so we established that if it's on Rotten Tomatoes, if it's being reviewed, then it counts. Um, and so that is that. Now... We've actually, the first year we did it, we did it just number of movies. And I think we were both into the hundred and teens, mm-hmm. I think. Which is funny because if you read, you know, actual movie reviewers and media people, you know, they watch a shitload of movies. They watch more than that. But it's their full-time job. This is our hobby. Um, we changed it, though, for the second year. We made it so that... uh it wasn't just about the number of movies, it was about the quality of movies, right? Do you remember all the different tweaks that we made? I remember some of them. Um, yeah, so but I don't remember I don't know that had, I remember. We all of them.
1: had first there was we based box office was a multiplier. So basically if you made 400 million right at the box office that was your, your baseline. So you had 400 million points towards. Or
0: do did we did we boil it down to 400?
1: Yeah, it was 400. Okay, good. So 400. Um, 400
0: million points. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, we can just say billions and trillions and it's all that true. kind of stuff. Sounds cooler. Uh, so it was 400. And then you had a multiplier based off of the length of the movie. So okay. what this was supposed to discourage was just going and finding tons of 90 minute movies, being rewarded for sitting through a two-and-a-half-hour movie that's sure. a quality movie, but it's really long, sure. should count more so than a movie that's you know 87 minutes, sure. that kind of thing. So um, if you were under 90 minutes, it was just you got 1 times 1. Right. If you were between 90 and 120, it was times 1.5. Okay. If you were over 120, it was times 2. Times 2. So your most heavy-weighted movies were those ones that we're over two hours, and obviously did well in the box so office. So Black
0: Panther last year would have netted us fourteen or fourteen hundred points. Yes, essentially correct. But
1: there was also a bonus of a fifty-point bonus for, and this was post, so it wasn't added on before you multiplied it by the right the time. But there was a fifty-point bonus for any certified fresh okay movies. Certified fresh, not just fresh. Just fresh. So certified fresh, I believe, is seventy-five plus or seventy plus. Something like that, yeah. Um, so it had to be certified fresh, which also factors in the number of reviews. So those movies that are smaller movies didn't always get to certified fresh because they didn't have enough reviews. Sure. So that allowed you to, you know, watch that really good movie that just came out on Netflix, so Mm -hmm. didn't have a box office um but it was a well-reviewed movie so you weren't just watching garbage and get a little bit more than um you know that baseline number so every movie was i believe we made it everybody every movie was worth at least i think 10 we did 10 or 20 yeah so like if you watch something that was direct to video or a netflix movie like the lowest amount of uh, dollar amount you could get is ten. It's so 10. even the movies that came out in theaters that only ended up making seven million, right? You'd still get a minimum of ten. You still
0: get a minimum of ten, um, and yeah, and so again, the benefit of having that bonus on there is so that if you go see a critically acclaimed film that only made seven million dollars, you would get. More the va- than just ten, for you would it. get yeah exactly or Ten right. times
1: two, so twenty.
0: You would get the value of a fa- a fairly successful film, and maybe we can talk about upping that. You know, maybe we can, you know, maybe we can say that if it's certified fresh, then you get seventy points. The
1: the final rules for the rules as far as what movies you have to be seeing are set in stone. The right. point system. Is we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll have finalized before the end of the month. Definitely, um, we're we're going back to the numbers, reevaluating it. At the end of the day, our end goal was to encourage the participants, which to this point has just, <laughs> just been you and me, just been you and I. Yep. Um, to not just go and watch absolute garbage movies just right. to get your numbers up, because that's really what down the stretch. It was the first time we did this. The first year I've watched of,
0: things that I can't ever unwatch, David. A lot
1: of really bad movies. And so we wanted, you can choose to do that, but you're rewarded for going out and seeing the movies that right. we think most of our listeners right. would want to hear about. We want to. And wanna, most we wanna, of the people are talking about. Exactly.
0: We want to give value and we want to give... Um, uh, weight to not only the uh popular movies but also the critically successful movies. Exactly. You know, we want to be able to even that out so that if you're stuck watching Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie.
1: Yeah. We didn't want Tim and Eric's <laughs> billion dollar movie to be on the worth the same
0: amount as watching avengers endgame this year exactly right so we will have updates throughout the year on where we were at where we are at in terms of that we'll we'll probably dip in in some regular episodes and say like here's the update but i, I can imagine we'll do it once a quarter or once every couple of months
1: also keep an eye on both rick and i are on letterbox yes and if you have letterbox uh, we encourage you to connect with us on there and you can see our reviews of them because we're not going to get all of them on the podcast. We'll probably add some additional shorter reviews um, for some of our supporters um, to get kind of that extra content of what we thought of some of these movies that we're going to watch. Cause again, my, my guess is between the two of us, we'll watch, over 150 different movies over the course of this year. Yeah. And so there'll be a lot of movies. Every one of them will at least give a popcorn rating to. We may not give you a lot of detail in it. Okay. But we'll definitely give a popcorn rating to at least every movie we watch this year. Absolutely. So if you want to get an idea of some movies, maybe under the radar movies you haven't seen or haven't heard of, as well as some of those big name movies that maybe don't make our weekly episode, um, we can... Uh, give you insight into that, and if you go on Letterbox, it's letter, so it's L E T T E R, box, but it's spelled B O X D D um, dot com. It's free to set up a a a login on there and track which movies as you watch them. They mm-hmm. have old movies, they have new movies, um, all of them are on there. You can give your own review of them even if that's as simple as giving them a popcorn rating unfortunately they don't use popcorn so it'll be star ratings on there right um but you'll be able to track which movies we're watching rick's really good at writing in his notes and thoughts on on new movies in there as well if you don't want to read the books he writes on medium (laughs) um but definitely encourage you to check out that too
0: yeah you can find me on there you can find me under the username of the popcorn diet or you can just look for rick williamson and i think david it's just David Melhorn, if I'm yeah, if D I'm not Melhorne. mistaken, right? Um, so yeah, that's a really great way of of following that along and uh, <laughs> and and checking it out. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm scared. I'm very scared. I'm excited. I don't think this will be as big of a financial commitment this year because we have streaming services, we have the theaters in place, we have the A-list pass. Yep. So AMC is going to be getting a lot of a uh, lot of Uh, They're going to lose money on us this year. Yeah, exactly. They're going to lose a lot of money on us this year. But I'm I'm extremely, extremely excited for that competition year for sure. But before we continue, obviously I want to remind everybody that you can get regular episodes of this podcast delivered to you for absolutely free by hitting the subscribe button or following us wherever you're listening from. We are super appreciative. Like, I can't tell you how much I appreciate when I run into somebody who says they listen to the podcast. It's the coolest thing in the world for me. It makes me really, really proud of just these goofy conversations that David and I have. So we appreciate you being a listener and we we appreciate if you just take a few seconds, just whatever you're doing right now, unless you're driving, just stop. Go to the podcast app that you're listening to us from and just give us a like, give us a rating, hit that subscribe button, give us a review or share the popcorn diet with your own good movie buddies. As we mentioned previously, we're also going to remind you to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and consider becoming a patron of the podcast. We have two new patrons. This part of the podcast. We want to give them a shout out here. Um, because they got they they are patrons of the shout out tier, so we want to call out good friend of the podcast, good longtime childhood friend of ours, Andrew Dunn is a patron now, and then of course Ma- Mama Williamson, the woman who birthed put me into this world, uh, is a pod- is a is a patron as well. So so big thanks to Cindy Williamson um, for for being patrons of the podcast and. And helping this grow. Um, and that's really cool is that you can become a patron. It'll help us improve in in all ways, shapes, and forms. It'll get you access to exclusive patron-only episodes like our franchise refills, like our recaps and things like that. So definitely check it out by going to patreon.com slash diet of course, we want you to be part of the community regardless. So don't forget to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at the Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our rated all of our latest regular episodes. You can find all of our articles, reviews, our Oscar predictions, and more at our website, PopcornDietPodcast.com. But now we get to talk about what we are excited for this year and we get to make some bold predictions for this year in terms of box office which i think this year is going to be really really interesting david we got a lot of movies in place um and i i know you and i have a i mean I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You've seen my list. I have not seen your list. I know that you made your list around mine so that you would mention some movies that I, I I don't have on here. But you certainly have a fair share of similar movies on this list, right?
1: Yeah, I think we're both, you know, look, you guys listen to us enough. People listen to us, <laughs> us enough to know that you and I have very similar tastes in movies. True. Uh, and get excited about a lot of the same movies. So... Um, it'd be pretty repetitive for you to do your list and then me to do my list, but um, I think there's some that maybe you're you're more excited than I am, and I'm more excited than you are. But there's a lot of movies coming out on paper. There's sure. I, th- I think we do this every year where we say, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be massive for this year." But I just feel like on paper, from a box office standpoint this year is gonna be absolutely massive so like if you saying. just if you just think about like your normal like types of movies that are surefire big at the box office mm-hmm. there's just tons that meet that criteria this year. Um,
0: I mean let's talk about Disney first they're they're the I mean and we'll get into box office but Disney conceivably could rule, could have more than half of their movies in the in the top 10 of the box office this year. And the best part about Disney is that they're kind of divided into their little subsections, right? So you got your Marvel movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cap- Captain Marvel obviously, Avengers Endgame. Massive, mm-hmm. right? You have Star Wars. Episode 9, you got the you got Galaxy's Edge coming out and that's going to stoke the fires. You got all year where they're going to be pimping out Episode 9, we don't even know what it's called yet. Like that's gonna be, it might be the biggest movie of the year. And then you have their animated films and their quote-unquote live-action films, their live-action adaptations. You got Aladdin, Dumbo, The Lion King. Although Lion King is pretty much animated, anyways, right? Mm-hmm. You have Toy Story Four. You have Frozen Two, or yeah, Frozen, Frozen Two. 2? you have and what else am i forgetting i think that's everything you have and then you have the weird one off to the side that's artemis fowl you mm-hmm. know which probably will make 60-70 million dollars
1: you also have uh the x-men movies which are kind of Fox going to movies be, true soon will be disney yep. <laughs> as well
0: great point you got the new mutants and you got dark phoenix um that i mean like i said disney alone could could run the world you, you don't even i mean Spider Man isn't a Disney movie, but you got the new Spider Man movie coming mm-hmm. out, Far From Home. And then I'm willing to bet that after Endgame, I'm willing to bet at some point this year we get one of those big um, press conferences where they announce like the next five years. Because we don't know what's happening after this year. Yeah. And that's never that's it's been a long time since we didn't know what was coming out next from Marvel.
1: Well, it's uh, been a long time. We have to get a whole new storyline because exactly the whole storyline of all these first phases has been around exactly the Infinity God. And there's a
0: whole other episode we could do because there have been. If you read the trades, you know you find out that oh, they signed this mo- this director to make this film, sure. like Doctor Strange Two, Black Panther Two. Those guys are signed already. They got they're prepping Black Widow movies. They're they're prepping all different types of weird movies. So uh, again, we'll get we'll get into that a little bit deeper, probably after Endgame. Well,
1: and I believe this is also when we're getting this year is when we're supposed to get the Disney streaming site as well. Is yes. That? So you don't know what type of content is gonna be moved to streaming site projects as well.
0: Right. They're um, doing Star Wars shows, Marvel yep. shows. They're doing a Lady in the Tramp movie for that. Uh, platform. Disney uh, conceivably could rule the world this year, which I think is a really good point. Um, I like the idea. I mean, there are a lot of big movies coming out. You know, you got Jumanji 3, which hasn't even started filming yet. I don't even know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to make that deadline. You have It, Chapter 2, John Wick, Chapter 3. You got a new Men in Black International coming out. Probably my Two, I'll say two most anticipated sequels of the year are Glass, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm yep. Very excited about that. And Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> I am unreasonably hyped for Godzilla. That might be a top five hype movie for me this year. Uh, we didn't list them out in numbers, but I'm sure. extremely, extremely hyped. For that in terms of like sequels and stuff like that. Do you have any particular uh, that you might be hyped for?
1: Sequels wise, obviously excluding Marvel movies. Uh, sure. You know, I think my top three sequels that I would be excited about would be John Wick 3. Yeah. Um, Hobbs and Shaw.
0: Yes, the, the the Rock and Jason Statham Fast and Furious spinoff.
1: Exactly. Um, <laughs> a lot, and then of, then but, lot chap- of baby oil. It Chapter 2.
0: If they do another Clown Night, are we doing Clown Night again? Oh, of course. Hell we'll do yeah. a follow-up
1: to Clown Night.
0: That would be amazing. For those of you who didn't, for those of you who never saw, go to our Facebook, facebook.com slash thepopcorndiet, and go to our videos. David and I live stream, Facebook Live our arrival at the Alamo Draft, draft House's Clown Night, where... Everyone who bought a ticket to the particular screening was allowed to dress like a clown, and it was awesome. There were like five people who didn't realize it, and they walked in completely normal and were terrified. It was, it was, the, it was a lot of fun, and we documented the entire thing on Facebook. So if they do that again, we're definitely doing that again. Absolutely. Um, super excited about that. I mean, we got stuff like uh, Death on the Nile, you know, which is a sequel to The Murder on the Orient Express. We're bringing back Kenneth Branagh for that Uh yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for that as well. The new How to Train Your Dragon. Um, but we also have some really cool, potentially cool... I mean, all of this is potential, and that's what's so exciting. You know, you look at all of these, and it's all potential currently. Um, and we have a lot of original films that are coming out that are potential, you know? Um, one of the ones that I have uh, been kind of paying attention to... Uh, is a film called Ad Astra. And Ad Astra is a film that's directed by James Gray. And if you don't know James Gray, we're talking Lost City of Z. We're talking The Yards, We Own the Night. Like this guy does these really deep introspective films. And it's Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones. And it's essentially a a sci-fi movie. It's about an engineer who goes into space to go find his father who went into space before him you know like uh, it sounds like it's going to be trippy but i know that this film has been in production for a long time so i'm super excited for something like ad astra let's trade a couple of these back and forth david in terms of original films so i'll go ad astra i'm really i'm really excited for that one let's what about one for you
1: yeah uh well i mean there's there's really a ton i think some of the ones um I'll, I'll run through a, a few quick ones okay. that we didn't mention okay. um, that are not, kind of to continue that conversation around sequels and that. Some of the ones we didn't talk about. Sure, some I missed some. Some of these are sequels. Some of these are reboots. Some of these are uh, whatever. But some of the ones that you have out there, you've got Adam's Family is going to have a movie this year. It's yep. going to be an animated movie. Yep. Uh, there's a unti- un not a lot known Terminator movie supposed to be coming mm-hmm. out. Um, so you got that somehow coming back again, <laughs> um, which wasn't there a rumor that uh, what's his name was going to be affiliated with it again? Cameron. Uh, Cameron. was. Yeah, he's not it.
0: directing it, but he is producing it, I believe. Which can
1: mean it's a lot. It can mean nothing. It,
0: too. It's it's being directed by Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool. Yeah. And it's being written by David Goyer so he wrote like dark knight movies stuff like that they're
1: getting arnold back they're again they're
0: getting arnold back they're getting linda hamilton back yep um so we'll see what happens yeah
1: but you got ones like uh you know movies that the like zombie land 2 is coming out yep which was uh, kind of a cult favorite i don't know if you can call it a cult favorite but it was a surprisingly very successful film that a sure. lot of people really liked when the first one came out sure uh you got a Weird decision in bringing back Hellboy and and uh, whatever gonna that's going to turn into. Uh, you've got Chucky
0: coming back
1: I'm with excited Child's for that. Play.
0: I'm very excited for Child's Play to be released on the same day as Toy Story 4. Very excited for that double feature. It's very
1: interesting. <laughs> um, another kind of along those same lines of like things that people have been a fan of for a long time kind of in that genre. Sure. Pet Cemetery. yeah. Uh, coming out, Steve, one of Stephen King's most popular mm-hmm. novels. Uh, Stephen if,
0: King's going to have big resurgence in the yeah, next few years.
1: Big year for him. Yep. Uh, you've got something like Downtown Abbey's movie mm-hmm. that's going to be coming Downton, out. Dunton, Downton,
0: Downton. Downton Abbey. Downtown, Downtown Abbey. <laughs> Downtown Abbey. Uh <laughs> She's that rough and tumble gal from (laughs) the streets. She's street smart. She's downtown (laughs) Abbey.
1: Then you've got, uh, you know, we're going to keep milking uh, Mr. Rogers with uh, Tom Hanks. Tom
0: Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Yeah, Playing
1: Mr. Rogers, you know, going after another Oscar there. Um, Did I already say we've got, inexplicably, another Charlie's Angels movie? No, but we do with
0: Kristen Stewart. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, And then the last one I had as far as reboots and kind of. Coming back to life, uh, movies or concepts. We've got another Masters of the Universe. Hell yeah! Attempt.
0: Hell yeah! And then we all. I mean, we also got another Kingsman pre. Uh, this one a prequel. They're making yep. a friggin' Sonic and the Hedgehog movie. Yep, it's gonna be really interesting. You know it's gonna be really interesting in terms of that type of stuff. But there's like you know again there's a lot of original movies coming out. Ryan Johnson, who did Looper, he did The Last Jedi. He's got a crime movie, crime mystery movie coming out called Knives Out with Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Lakeith Stanfield, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Christopher Plummer. What is happening, Ryan Johnson? How are you putting this cast together? I'm super excited for that. I know you and I both David are excited for two movies in particular this this year. We are getting new Scorsese yep. and new Tarantino.
1: We are. Uh, Once Upon a
0: Time in Hollywood is is
1: if it's not my most anticipated it's it's definitely up there. It's up there. Um Irishman or uh, it's you know I mean what the people attached to that project you feel like it has to be good Pacino De Niro I think I was a little uneasy given how much time it's been pushed back sure how much supposedly is going into (laughs) de-aging everybody
0: 170 million (laughs) dollars the (laughs)
1: fact the fact that it was going to go on Netflix but I think this year or this past year 2018 Mm -hmm. put your mind not necessarily at ease because you could still release stinkers on there but sure like we saw Three really quality movies come out direct to Netflix, which we hadn't really seen. You know, movies that you would say would be great in the theaters as well as obviously on Netflix. Definitely out on there. Um, I think I also had a couple of ones that kind of came to mind. Okay, that were a little interesting to me. We have some movies that, and I already listed off one that seemed to resemble movies we got in 2018. So, they're not sequels, but it feels like a similar concept to a movie we got in 2018. Okay. So, first and foremost, the surprise darling of the Golden Globes, Bohemian Rhapsody, <sighs> what do we get this year? Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. If the Hollywood foreign press Rocket ate, Man. Up, ate up Bohemian Rhapsody... How do they not eat, up, they Rocket not eat if up Rocket it, Man if they do a good job?
0: Funny thing about Rocket Man, if I'm not mistaken, and I want to double check this before I say it, but I believe Rocket Man is being directed by the guy who took over for Brian Singer on the last few weeks of Bohemian Rhapsody, because Brian Singer got fired. Yep. Scandals and stuff like that, and then they brought on Dexter Fletcher, mm-hmm. and now Dexter Fletcher is directing Rocket Man. Yeah. So just just keeping it going. So
1: interesting. He's probably screwed because We've seen before, not many times, does similar type of films get a repeat it's true, next year. It's true. Uh, but that was interesting to see that right after the year we get a primarily, you know, a very much British appeal yeah. type film. British,
0: LBGTQ, yeah. pop pop music icon. Yep. Oh, guess what? We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again <laughs> with Rocketman
1: and Elton John. Uh, we mentioned the Tom Hanks, you know, follow up to Won't You Be My Neighbor mm-hmm. doing so well this year and getting a lot of success. Uh, I think one of the biggest favorites for best documentary this year. Yeah. Um, and we're getting a now we're getting a Tom Hanks one. Mm-hmm. You also get. Um, have you heard of The Kitchen? No. Does this inform come to me? Mind? So The Kitchen is apparently based off of a comic book. Okay. Or has ties to a comic book, but it's basically the wives of a bunch of Irish mobsters. Okay, take, I'm in. Take over their husband's business when so they go widows. to jail so <laughs> so it's widows so <laughs> I, I think it's jail i can't remember i i did some research on it and now i'm not i don't i didn't put down the notes of whether they go to jail or whether they die but basically it's got i think melissa mccarthy it's got tiffany haddish sure um i can't remember who else is all it's in got
0: elizabeth moss elizabeth moss it's got oh gosh it's got a lot of people in it
1: yeah so there's there's quite a few people in it common um, So it says it's a crime drama, which is funny because you have at least two people in there that are typically in comedy. Crime,
0: comedy, drama. So
1: you have two people in there that are typically in comedies in Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish. Um, So it'll be interesting. Like I said, it it has some comic book origins Mm -hmm. to it. Um, So that one seemed a little interesting and had very much parallels to Widows in my mind. It's got our boy
0: James Badge Dale in it. That's Very right. excited for that.
1: Um, and the last one that I had kind of written down that sounded really interesting because of uh, the combo of who's involved in it sure. is Flarsky. Do you know okay. Flarsky? I've heard of Flarsky. Uh, South Rogan's movie with yep. Charlize Theron. But also Andy Circus is in it, which was interesting to That's me. That's right. Andy Circus being in a Seth Rogen movie is interesting <laughs> to me.
0: <laughs> it is very interesting. I got a couple more before we wrap this section up. I got a couple more of the original ones. Uh, you know, we didn't even mention Us yet from Jordan Peele, his Get Out follow-up. Very excited about that coming out. Um the trailer. I played that trailer a couple times. That trailer's rad as hell. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. We also have Greyhound, which is a war movie. Tom uh, Hanks
1: going back to war.
0: It's Tom Hanks going back to war. It doesn't have the same level of like director bona fides, if you will. Um, but Tom Hanks going off to war. Very interested in that. Uh we have we didn't mention either of the DC movies. You know, we got Shazam coming out, and then The weird-ass Joker project that Todd Phillips and and Joaquin Phoenix got together to make. That is probably the biggest wild card on the list. No no pun intended. But pun 100% intended because we have no idea what's going to happen there. We have... uh, Probably my last my last couple ones is we have Gemini Man with Will Smith, which is kind of the same plot of Looper where an assassin has to, you know, fight off his younger self, essentially. But that's a movie that's been trying to get made for years. Literally two decades, and it's finally getting made. Uh, there's a movie called Stuber, which is Camille Nanjani and Dave Batista, and like comedy spy action uh film that I mean you put those two together I'm I'm I'll be there. I'm interested. And then the last one and I feel like this has opportunity to be something special this year, right? It could be nothing. But I feel like this has opportunity to be something special and it's Ford V Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And it's the story essentially of uh it's it gets, it's it's not just about like Henry Ford versus Ferrari. It's about Henry Ford's guys, it's about Carol Shelby, it's about Ken Miles, and it has a crazy good cast. I mean, you got Christian Bale, you got Matt Damon, you got John Barenthal, but James Mangold coming in. James Mangold who made Logan, James Mangold who made The Wolverine, he made 310 to Yuma, he made Walk the Line. Identity, but, but a, I, a personal favorite of the podcast, Identity. There's a lot of interesting components in that movie, David. I'm very interested to see it. And then there are films that are being made right now that we're not even, we don't even know that's coming out yet. An interesting you know? one that comes
1: out next December, that kind of seems to check some of those boxes of those December releases. Yeah, um, is Cats. <laughs> Cats, directed by, Wh- which I don't really understand. Like on paper with the people that are involved, I feel like this should be a musical, but in most of what's lifted, it doesn't talk about the musical portion of it, but listen to the names associated with this. Idris Elba, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, Rebel Wilson, James Corden, Judy Dench, Jennifer Hudson, Robert Fairchild, Jason Derulo. Um, There's quite a few musicians in there that I feel like this has got to involve a lot of music. I'm in some super way. interested. Not to that see... you're used to hearing Idris Elba sing, but or Ian McKellen, but like pretty much everybody else in that has sang at some point. Rebel Wilson when right. she did uh, the whatch the Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfects. I have questions about obviously this movie. Taylor Swift. James Corden does his singing karaoke all the time. You get Jennifer <laughs> Hudson and, and uh, Jason Derulo. I don't know what the heck this movie is, but
0: are they? Well, it's, it's the. Interesting. I mean, it's the Broadway show. I, yes. But how are they going to adapt that into a movie? Like, I don't know. Are they going to be in their furry costumes with their cat makeup? Are the sets going to be oversized? Are they going to be shrunk down to the size of cats? Like, <laughs> what's <I>, going <laughs> to happen, David? Well,
1: and the person that's behind <laughs> it, the director who's behind it, Ugh. some of your favorite movies of all time, yeah. things like The King's Speech, yep. Less Miserables. Less
0: Miserables. <laughs> Les Miserables, you mean?
1: Yes. The Danish Girl? The Danish Girl, all, all high on your list. But obviously someone who's already done uh, those movies. I'm yet.
0: not the biggest fan of Tom Hooper. I apologize. So I'm Not to you,
1: to the listeners. What I'm getting at, most of his movies have been in conversations for Oscars, very much Oscar contenders, or at least in that conversation. Prestige musical. December 20th release. Yep. Oscar time so it'll be interesting to see if it ends up being a factor because we've had a lot of movies like that that everything about it on paper says Oscar
0: and then they end up not being up not being it it could be a greatest showman situation you know we don't know we got two more I mean we got little women you know little women Greta Gerwig's coming in with Saoirse Ronan Emma Watson Timothy Chalamet Laura Dern she's making little women I expect that to be in the conversation Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford that's going to be really interesting as well so Needless to say, there's going to be some, it's going to be a fascinating year for movies. And that leads us to our final kind of predictions of the episode, which is what do we think in terms of domestic box office, what do we think is going to be in the top 10? I don't believe we did this last year. I don't believe we did a full top 10 prediction. Part of me wants to go absolutely crazy and nominate and predict all of the Disney movies, mm-hmm. and that's it. But then how do you predict other, other movies, you know? So how do you want to do this? Did you do your predictions? I did mine. Okay.
1: Let's start at uh let's
0: let's do top 15. Top 15.
1: All right, we'll, so we'll start we'll, at... we'll through them quickly and, and if you want to pause at any point, okay. you can pause Okay. So any we'll point. start
0: at number 15. This is really my hard. number 15. This is really
1: hard. My number 15 yeah. and I'll I'll say my 16 and 17 really quick okay. to give context of the ones that just missed it. Okay. 17 was Men in Black, 16 was Godzilla. 15 for me is a movie coming out in January. I have Glass at fifteen.
0: Okay, I have Shazam, at fifteen. DC coming back in, fifteen could be like one hundred fifty, two hundred million dollars. I don't know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. we'll see. I got Shazam. fourteen for me. I have It Chapter Two.
0: Okay, I don't. I have It Chapter Two at eighteen. Like this is crazy, David. I have Hobbs and Shaw at fourteen.
1: Interesting. Uh, Thirteen for me is the movie that I think will do the worst. Okay of all the Disney movies, okay, which is Dumbo. I think you're right. Again, it's not that it looks bad, just I don't know many people right? that grew up, and we grew up in a time period where watching those Disney movies were really popular. Right? We weren't there when Dumbo got released, but it was pretty popular to watch those old Disney movies. If there was one movie that I never cared to watch, it Dumbo. was Dumbo. Right. And so while it looks beautiful and the trailers have been great and there's great people a part of it, I don't think the story is one that everybody really resonates from their childhood. So I think it will be really well done. I think that's why it will get to 13th because enough people, will, kind of like what happened with Jungle Book, sure, um, where it just kept that momentum up sure. because it's so well done. But I think it's the least successful of the Disney movies. I
0: think I agree with you. I don't have it at thirteen though. I have Jumanji, Jumanji three at thirteen. If they wind up making the slot, I don't know if they will.
1: Sure, we'll see. Number twelve for me is a movie you already listed, Shazam. Okay. I think um, DC's rebounded a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think this year is going to be a good year for them in perspective-wise because it's two uh, different type of movies. Very it's much not. So. We don't have a. Uh, team up movie. We don't have a Batman movie. We don't we have don't a have member a of the Justice League. We don't have a Justice League movie. So um, we've got two relatively small ones. Shazam looks funny. It looks like it may kind of be that good superhero
0: step. Sure. Sure. Uh, For number 12, I have Glass. Right now, Glass is currently tracking at about a 75 million dollar opening. So that just goes to tell you I have it at number 12. Glass could conceivably make $200 million. Yeah. I have it at number 12. It's going to be amazing. I never thought we would get an Unbreakable sequel. And then when Shyamalan pulled the, the ultimate Shyamalan and was like, surprise, Split is a pseudo-Unbreakable sequel. And you're getting another one. I lost my mind. I'm super excited for Glass. I still think it's going to be number 12. All
1: right. Uh, number tw- number 11 for me is Jumaji. OK, um, if obviously it makes the this slot, I have it. Um, I just got to think as successful as the previous one was, as long as they don't completely screw up this one. Mm-hmm. If they go in a similar time slot, I think that's a good or time of year. I think that's a, a good release. They cast
0: Danny DeVito in it, so it's going to be exponentially better <laughs> than it already is. Um, number 11 for me, I have The Secret Life of Pets 2. Lest we forget, The Secret Life of Pets 1 made a shitload of money. That it did. It made and like $350 million dollars or something like my that. My two-year-old child loved it. Exactly. Um, no Louis C.K. this time. Yeah. Being replaced, bein replaced. Yeah, But well, I don't think the kids care.
1: I don't think the kids care, nor do I think they'll be able to even tell. I doubt it. Um, I have number 10, Secret Life of Pets 2, and we
0: don't hey, need to talk about it anymore. Nope. Number 10 for me... I'm making a bold move, David. My bold move is I'm putting all the Disney movies in the top 10. All right? the Disney
1: movies in the top 10. It made 10. it really
0: hard for me to figure out which two I wasn't going to put there. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, I came down to two. But right now at 10, I have Dumbo. All right. For all the same reasons you said. I think yeah. there's it's just slightly outside of being that cultural phenomenon. Yep uh number
1: nine for me I have I feel like it's it's got a lot of things going for it and because of Deadpool success I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with ryan Reynolds hitting another home run with detective Pikachu okay um there's enough people out that we I mean look at what Pokemon go did and obviously this isn't exactly a Pokemon movie I mean it is a Pokemon movie but it's not like your traditional like gotta catch them all type of sure. pokemon movie sure um i think i think people are just going to be up for it and it's going to be i think it's going to be one of those weirdly successful films like deadpool that you're like how did this movie just make as
0: much money sure. as it did sure for number nine for me is one of my non-disney films although it's kind of half of a disney film spider-man far from home uh Spider-Man Homecoming was one of my favorite movies uh, in 2017. 2017, 2016, whenever it came out, it was one of my favorite movies. Jake Gyllenhaal's coming in as Mysterio. We're gonna get a trailer relatively soon. We we're supposed to get one in December, but I have that at number nine.
1: Well, you're completely wrong because Spider-Man Homecoming is
0: gonna be number eight. <laughs> Cause that's where I have Okay, it. okay, okay. Um I have Detective Pikachu at number eight. I actually think Detective Pikachu has a chance to finish in the top three worldwide. Oh, yeah, I think,
1: worldwide it's going to crash. I
0: think worldwide Detective Pikachu is going to be a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have it currently at number eight. It was just outside of our generation. Mm-hmm. You, know, we, you and I did not get into Pokemon. We missed it by about a year or two. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see, you know... From an old old perspective, an old man perspective, <laughs> sure. what these young kids are into with the, their Pokemon and stuff, but I have it at number eight.
1: Sure, number seven. I start my march to number one of Disney movies. Okay, and the first, this will be really interesting. I have Aladdin number seven. Okay, um, I think it's gonna do fantastic. Sure, um, but I think of the things above it, like something's got to give. Something's like, got to give. Like. Disney's going to do nothing. They 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 can't help but cannibalize themselves this year with the amount of movies that they're coming out. Like there's not enough they didn't spread their movies out enough and there's only so many movies you can see that I think um Aladdin I could see it being the worst reviewed or looked at one. Okay. Because it's you have such a like Will Smith, I think will be fine as the. There's G&A, a lot, but, but there's question marks. You're you're filling Robin Williams' shoes. All timer stuff. And it's, it's one that I'm I'm going to be interested to see how it translates into live action sure. versus uh, animated.
0: I agree. I agree 100. percent My number seven is Captain Marvel. I imagine Captain Marvel number one. I can conceivably see each one of these top 10 movies making $250 million. Just for a little bit of reference, um, everything last year up to abilities from number 12 all the way to number one made over $200 million. So I think it is easily, easily within the realm of possibility that these movies all make over $200, $250 million. I think Captain Marvel is going to hit 250 I could see two seventy five. Um, but yeah, I'm putting Captain Marvel at number seven. I only, because you look at Dr. Strange, you look at Ant-Man and those are new characters being introduced. Now, granted, this is the first female superhero and shit like that, but that's what I'm basing that on. All right. Uh,
1: I have number six. I have Lion King. Okay. Um, this one, I think again, it'll be interesting because like, like jungle book, Mm -hmm. you can't get real animals playing them. So <laughs> no. while you're going to quote unquote live action, everything's still done with effects to that point. So um, that being said, there's a lot of fantastic people behind it. Sure. Lion King is one that I think has a little bit more resonation. And I also think while everybody that was in the animated film were, f- was fantastic. You don't have like a Robin Williams type performance, to live up to sure. in Lion King like he did in Beyonce, Aladdin.
0: Donald Glover, yeah. James Earl Jones coming back. Yeah, I have number six. I have it as Aladdin. Uh, as you said, a lot of question marks here. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of big swings. Not to mention the fact that the last time Guy Ritchie has done big budget, he did King Arthur, and that movie was bloated as shit. So. We'll see what happens here. He didn't like but the giant elephants? I, listen, I've, don't even give me. I could do 30 <laughs> minutes on King Arthur and how I wish there was another King Arthur movie and it only cost $60 million to make and there wasn't giant elephants or Ghost Jude Law or any of that bullshit because there's a legitimately good film in Streetwise King Arthur and his band of Mary Hoods, but they didn't make that movie, David. <laughs> All right, number five. Moving on. Top five. Top five. Top
1: five. I have one that you already listed. I have Captain Marvel. Okay. I think it's not going to be Black Panther type success, but I do think there's going to be a lot of momentum around, as you said, first female superhero lead. Granted, I think a little bit of the wind comes out of the sails because Wonder Woman already took that mantle. So Mm -hmm. something congrats, DC, you, you beat Marvel in, in, in one thing in the sense that you got that first main superhero female movie uh, out there, but I think there's so much of an appetite leading up to Endgame. Um, people are interested to see uh, a character they haven't really seen on sure. screen a whole lot. So I think that'll be good.
0: Wonder Woman made $412 million. They, they ain't nothing to sneeze at. I don't
1: think this is going to do that, but I, I could see over 300 for this. Number
0: five for me, I have The Lion King. I think that movie's going to be bonkers, crazy big. I think it's going to be... Bonkers, crazy big. I, I, I mean, the fact that they're bringing back James Earl Jones, like mm-hmm. they're not trying to replace certain things. It's newer than the Jungle Book, mm-hmm. and the Jungle Book made three hundred sixty-four million dollars. So, it'll be it'll be really and interesting. Newer, newer can work for or against it, though. True, because it's like, oh, I don't like this new thing. Like you got to, like Beauty and the Beast. The, Look at Beauty the, and the Beast. It was the same. <laughs> it was the same movie, and it made five hundred million dollars. Crazy. So.
1: All uh, right. Number four for me, three and four were really tight for me. Yep. Um, I, It was difficult for me to pick between the two. In the end, I went with my heart. Okay. So number four for me is Frozen 2.
0: Okay. I'm, um, I'm willing to. Why don't you do number
1: three while you're at it? Number three is Toy Story 4. Okay. Um, looking at their performances, Toy Story 3 actually made more money than Frozen, mm-hmm. the original Frozen. Um. Obviously, Toy Story 3 had the benefit of being the third in a franchise, but it took quite a big jump to Toy Story 3. If they put out the same quality of product that they did in Toy Story 3, like not just this is a really good animated film, like that story was legit.
0: This movie will. Will, f- will feed your soul and crush it.
1: Yes. So I agree. If I'm betting on uh, Buzz and Woody over Olaf.
0: I have them flipped, and, and you are selling me on it. <laughs> but I'm going to stick to my guns here on this one. I have Toy Story 4 at number four, and I have Frozen 2 at number three. Um, Disney's going to make so much money this year. Like, it's not even... It's really not
1: fair. All right, so we obviously have the same... Top Last two. two movies remaining. Yes. I am going to stick with the champ. Okay. And I'm keeping Star Wars at number one. All right. And Avengers Endgame at number two. Oh, man. Um, I think Star Wars benefits from their not as much frequency as much as uh, Avengers is going to be fantastic. And this is the buildup. Um Avengers Infinity War, while it did fantastic, was outperformed by another movie. True. Um, Granted, it was another Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, But Star Wars, we've been waiting two years. Plus, we get uh, J.J. back. Yeah. And I think there's a lot.
0: It's the culmination.
1: There's a lot of hope that maybe somehow J.J. is going to. "Quote unquote," fix the don't issues. Everybody, There's nothing to be
0: fixed. <laughs> Just don't give me another Death Star, As JJ. It's culmination, dude. This is a coin toss for me, man. But I have Star Wars Episode Nine at number two, and I have Avengers Endgame at number one. These are t- going to be two of the biggest movies of all time. They're both culminations of a, of a saga. They're both going to have a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of emotional people. There's going to be big stuff happening. I just am so excited. I mean, listen, we have done a lot of these Oscar primers on smaller movies, and they are so rewarding, and they are so delightful, and they're powerful, and they're emotional, and they're beautifully made. But, dude, we get Avengers Endgame and Star Wars Episode Nine this year. How can you not be emotional about that, you know?
1: Well, and here's my other reason for picking Star Wars is Avengers is in the m- massive heap of competition. Sure. Where May, Star- summer, fair point. Star Wars, while there's lots of uh, movies that come out- choice, damn it. Star Wars competes with the Oscar ones, the Oscar-based <sighs> movies, whereas Avengers is competing with- you know, the toy stories, the the Lion Kings. I the hate when you I hate worlds. when I
0: go emotional and you go strategic. <laughs> Star Wars. Here's Star Wars is competition. Star Wars. Funny enough, Star Wars comes out one month after Frozen 2. It has Jumanji 3 to deal with. It has cats to deal with. It has little women in Call of the Wild.
1: And I then whatever comes out. I don't January. think it has anything
0: to worry about.
1: I, I could legitimately see it being in first place all the month of January.
0: All the month of January. Grand, we
1: don't know what's January twenty twenty
0: yet. Bad boys for life, January 17, twenty twenty, baby. That will be when it gets die knocked together, out. Ride together, die first. together. That will be when it gets knocked out of first Bad place. Bad boys for life. Unless they hold that voyage of Doctor Doolittle date for the seventeenth with Robert Downey Jr. in it. That, that'll be interesting. I don't know if these are updated or not. We're going to yeah. have to do some more research for 2020. We don't need to talk
1: about 2020 yet.
0: Those Yeah, that's that's a whole nother episode, man. I'm super Are you excited for 2019? I'm excited. We got a lot of stuff happening in 2019. So join us on the Popcorn Diet for the 2019 film year. We got a lot of stuff that's going on. Before we wrap it up, as always, I want to remind everybody that you can get regular episodes of The Popcorn Diet delivered to you for free by subscribing or following wherever you're listening from. So. We really appreciate you taking just those few, few seconds to give us a rating, give us a review, share The Popcorn Diet with any of your good movie buddies. And of course, we want to remind you to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash thepopcorndiet and consider becoming a patron of the podcast. Not only are you going to get access to exclusive patron-only episodes, but it's also going to help us improve the podcast, meet some of our goals, and get you some really cool content. Uh, Of course, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at the the popcorn diets and last but certainly not least you can find all of our latest regular episodes articles reviews oscar predictions and more on our website popcorndietpodcast.com but for the 2019 canadian machine mr david melhorn i am your 2019 very best good movie buddy rick williamson and we'll see you next time with another good movie on the popcorn diet adios